0: Hey guys, it's me, Noah. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of The Skeleton Crew. It's been a while, but we are back, baby. So glad you guys are joining us today. We've got another juicy episode lined up for you like we always do. Before we get into it, be sure to check out our website, FlashFantasyPodcast.com. All the stories, all the episodes, all the art, it's all up on there. Also, be sure you follow us on Twitter at FlashFantasy for all of the updates about the show. We're always posting new things about there. Also, we've got our Discord channel up and going. You can come say hi, interact with us if you want, ask us any questions, or you don't have to. You are the captain of your fate. You do whatever you want, but we're glad that you chose to join us today for another episode. So anyway, without holding up the line anymore, here's the skeleton crew.
1: The skeleton crew, trapped in some sort of force dream with their deceased friend Damien, Wes, Skoga, and Gordax have found themselves on Mona. Last time, as they were exploring an abandoned farmstead, it turned out to not be so abandoned after all, as a figure popped out of a hay bale in the large barn and put a pistol to Gordax's head. And that's right where we'll jump in. So, in the barn, Gordax stands, the cold barrel of a blaster pistol pushed against his head. Skoga and Damien, you're able to turn around and see an older Zabrak, covered in hay, wearing simple farmer's clothes. This blaster clutched tightly in his hand.
0: How many of these mother effers got off Dathomir? I swear, like, every two seconds <laughs> we turn around, there's another Zabrak dude annoying us, and so we have to con him into getting the coffee.
1: Zabrak are also from Iridonia so only the like red and orange tinged Zabrak come from death oh I see okay okay. so feeling the gun push against the back of his skull
2: Gordax immediately drops the blaster pistol that he had had in his hand out of his hand and he throws all four of his arms up in the air <laughs> and he lets out a little <laughs> yelp and he just says, oh, my, my, uh, my apologies, sir. I, we meant no, absolutely no intrusion. I t- is this
1: your... B-? What are you all doing on my
2: farm? Uh, I'm, I'm going to turn around now so I can look no, at... No, uh, you're okay, not. Okay, okay, okay. Then please look at one of my companions as I talk. They are most pleasant. I will simply say for myself that we are here... Because we are lost. We don't know where we are. And we were hoping to find something that could give us direction and be with lack of a person or other notable figure. We figured we'd look around. Anyways, that that is why we are here.
1: The old Zabrak looks toward Damien and Skoga and a hint of recognition comes across his face furrows his brow looks at the two of you and says I've I've seen you before who, who, who are you
3: Skoga is this the guy that we sent to get that coffee that one time no
4: there's no way all right that dude Z-
3: what was his name it started with Zedane yeah that that's the guy Z- are you Zedane
2: uh, Zedane you mean that poor chum we blasted into space?
4: All right, no, okay, look, everybody, you guys should just stop talking, all right? I will handle this very diplomatically. We don't know you. Uh, that's about it. We are lost.
1: What's your name, Lizard? The name's
4: Skoga. This is Damien. He's supposed to be dead, but he isn't. That's Gordax. And we've got another guy in the house. His name is Wes. D- D-
1: Damien? Damien Gray?
3: That's my name, don't wear it out. Damien looks at Skoga and, you know, gives him a wink.
1: I can't believe you just said
5: that. How old are you, 50? (laughs) Well, it is 10 years in the
0: future, so. Maybe like 28.
3: You don't know how crazy Damien is in the future when he's been a ghost for this long.
2: Can I turn around now? I would very much like to do away with this whole gun to the back of the head business.
1: Take three steps forward, then you can turn.
2: And Gorex does so.
3: There, better.
4: All right, now we told you our names. It's only fair that you tell us yours.
3: And probably why you know our names, because we don't recognize you.
1: My name is Dresso Quake. I, I'm pulling the pla- wait. Dresso
4: Quake, just so, just so. Nope.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Skoga, you remember every single Yahoo we've run into over the years, and you don't remember Dressel Quake.
4: Was he the guy that got us space burritos? I'm guessing that's a no.
3: I'm going to let you figure this out, Skoga. Um,
4: Do you know who he is, Damien.
3: So Damien says to Dresso, you know, I didn't recognize you in the corner of the room, all in the shadows, holding a blaster, but now I see it.
1: It has been a long time. I didn't recognize you at first either. In fact, this whole place has been strange. I'm not even sure how long I've been here. I'm not even sure where here is, Well, that I think about it. At this point, I think Wes would have figured out that this place belongs to Dresso quake and maybe he would have like burst into the barn to deliver that news to everyone <laughs> I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys. It has been
5: ten years West does not remember who this guy is because he didn't
3: care <laughs>
5: ten years ago
0: That's what I'm saying. I was like if it were ten years <laughs> in the future, I might remember the situation
3: This is the guy who introduced you to Damien.
0: Yeah, I know and I remember Damien because I formed meaningful memories with Damien uh, Dresso Quake was around for like five <laughs> minutes. He told us to like take our shoes off at the door or
5: something. And then that was like it. I guess Damien did have more of an interaction with him than the rest of you. So Wes just uh, kind of walks in, you know, gently kicks open the door. You know, just kind of walking in, opening the door, he says, Well, it uh, looks like this place belongs to a Dresso Quake. He has any Dresso Quakes? I, uh, and then he sees the whole thing going down. Yeah, he's the guy that's pointing the blaster at Gordax. Upon seeing that, Wes kind of acknowledging Skogas. Ah, ah, Dresso then. Well, I guess we should just go. Wes, he says that he knows us. Do you know this guy? Damien does. I might. Can I have a hint on where I would have known him from? I mean, Damien's been dead for a decade, so... Doesn't make a ton of sense.
3: A decade? Yeah. No, 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 no. I think you guys are just messing with me still. So let me just help you out here. Dresso quake is the guy who introduced me to you fools. He's the one where my life went from pretty meh to insane. Oh. Remember Skoda? Yeah. He told us to walk on, to choose the right.
4: Choose the right. Yep. I remember you now.
1: No, no, I, look. First of all, I said, choose the light. I nursed Damien back to health after I found him stranded on Tatooine. Ah, so you were his nurse then. I see. Wait, weren't you also traveling with Riyadh
4: too? Oh,
1: Riyad was a guest of mine around the same time.
4: Hey, did you know that him and Damien were brothers?
1: I did. Oh.
3: And you didn't
4: tell me?
1: It was the will of the force. And I should remain silent on the matter.
5: Wes has a very skeptical look on his face. He rolled his (laughs) eyes massively at the words, the will of the force, and says, yeah, okay. So are we just going to go?
4: Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that it was the will of the force that we not know that there was a Sith Lord in our midst, so we would travel around with him, and then he would try to kill us.
1: Riyad was... A pretender, if anything, a Sith Lord is being generous at best. It was the will of the Force that Mr. Gray here was to discover his true identity and find his place in the universe. Sure, whatever. Well, then
5: Wes, hearing the words of the will of the Force again, just goes, well, it is the will of the Force that we all go and leave you to your farm. I noticed that your cabbages are looking a little skittish, so you might want to pass by there, maybe a couple of rabbits in the field. Uh, shall we, everyone?
0: Wait, 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 wait,
4: wait. Before we go, before we go, maybe Dresso here can actually help us, right? Since you are so well acquainted with the will of the Force, then riddle me this. Why is it the will of the Force to take us from the future and push us back in time ten years to meet up with our good pal Damien?
3: That's a great
1: question. Whoever said that this is ten years in the past, why can this not be the present?
4: Because Damien died ten years ago. And we were on Mona with him when he died 10 years ago. I'm just I'm just trying to find some answers here. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if is the Mjolnir like still a thing? Do we have to stop it? Or do we have to go like kill Riyad again? Or find some- The
1: only challenges you will face in this plane are those of your own making.
3: Oh, good. Let's just not make any. How's that sound? I wish
1: it were so simple, boy. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's not. You four have- An interesting connection with the living force. Especially given the current circumstances, as I said. I'm not quite sure where this is or how long it's been.
3: Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that Wes, Wensyspantir, has a unique connection with the force. Don't you mean lack thereof?
1: I did not say unique. I said interesting. That could also mean peculiar or abnormal. Let's say, in his case, abnormal. In your case, Damien... I would say unique. However, there is a slight barrier to realizing your potential, given that you perished from the living world ten years ago. You sacrificed yourself to save your friends. Well,
4: read it and weep, Damien.
1: There you go.
4: Just like the old man said.
3: (laughs) So, how do I have potential if I'm dead? How am I here from... Oh, I'm st- you can still affect
1: change in this galaxy.
3: But everybody knows. That when you die, you lose your individuality and you become one with the force.
2: I I did not know that. <laughs> That's the
5: dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would that... What? That would suck.
2: I for one hope that Pickle is not out there as some abstract force influencing us right now. I'm sorry, Damien. You probably do not know who Pickle is, but I do.
1: Damien is partially right. When we pass from this life, we do rejoin the cosmic force. However, the cosmic force is not alone. Together with the living force, it creates the energy of all life and binds us, penetrates us, holds everything together
2: like it, like an egg. Ah, yes, I'm understanding now. The egg keeps everything together. It binds us. You're speaking my language, Dasso.
1: If you want to go to such base allegories as emulsifiers, then sure the cosmic force is like an egg in the batter of the universe
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so confused What are we gonna do? (laughs) My head hurts, if I even have a head
1: But you, Damien, through the living force, have manifested yourself here for some purpose that I cannot say I have manifested myself here for the purpose of instructing you. And your friends have somehow manifested themselves here. Perhaps by stupid happenstance, given their reputation. Oh, it was definitely that.
3: Yep, I guarantee it's it's exactly what it is. Definitely that one.
1: Especially you, the Basilisk.
3: Well, I guess the skeleton crew is the same as ever. At go there. Uh, Pretty much.
4: Flying by the seat of our pants. That kind of thing. Making money. Killing Sith. All the good stuff.
2: Since I've joined, we actually haven't made much money, but that's to come, I hope.
4: Drell said he's going to pay us. Unless he's a Sith Lord, I wouldn't put it past him.
3: So, has Skoga got you in on the plan to, you know, build a super fleet and, you know, have an entire company and everything yet. Well,
2: I don't know how much you know about me, but I actually already belong to a separate pirate crew and we have our own sizable fleet, yes. Anyways, anyways, I perhaps will join them uh, for now.
1: But now, now, everybody, This, this is no time for comparing fleet sizes. As I said, I know very little. But I know that I was sent here to instruct you. To at least guide you. Your purpose here, I do not know, however. That you will have to find on your own. And to, I assume, escape from here as you probably want to. That is what you must attain, is this purpose. For those that are still within the universe, that may be different than your friend here that has passed on. But I would not be surprised to find you all on the same path. Be wary. However, of the trials you may face here, in this strange amalgamation of your minds and the Force, for your past is as real as the present, and the future, the possibilities of anything, could come true. I'm not sure if your actions here will affect the outside world, but tread lightly. That's all I can offer you, is this advice. Stick to the Ashla, choose the light, and you will find your way. And then Dresso
3: goes to leave the barn. Damien's just stunned and uh, kind of solid.
4: Oh, what a misdirect. The dude uses the force to manifest himself to us, and he throws us off the trail by putting a gun to Gordex's head. Though I suppose we were stabbing and shooting at the haystacks. But it brings to question why he was even in the haystacks in the first place. It doesn't matter. Damien, do you have any idea which way we should go? <laughs>
3: He uh, puts a finger in his mouth, pulls it out, checks the wind. (laughs) Then he looks around. Oh, yeah, we're in a barn. (laughs) (laughs) so stupid. Gordax, Wes, you guys got any input? (laughs) Skoga, I'm I'm kidding. Tell you what, I'm going to make a force roll to see if I can figure out through the use of the force to find our way. Sense
1: where we need to go? Please do sense.
3: So that's three light side.
1: That's four light side, actually. With that... You basically become a compass, where you you can you can see almost a strand of energy leading off in a southerly direction, away from Quake's Farm.
3: Okay, so Damien sees it, and then he says, "Hold on, Skoga," and he comes up to Skoga and says, "Hold on, I need something. Do you have like a needle, Skoga, and and, and thread?" Um, yeah. Here, yeah, hang on.
0: And Skoga reaches into his pack and he pulls out a little sewing kit.
4: You never know when you're going to split your pants on a job.
3: Right, right. I thought so. I, I'd seen it in there once. Okay, hand me the... Hand me... Okay, so he takes the needle and thread. He ties the thread around the center of the needle, and then he he dangles the needle from the thread, and then he uses the force to point it... Like, without, like, making it obvious. Like, he doesn't, like, use his hand. He just uses the force to make it point in the direction that he sees the strand leading and says, oh, this is the way, Skoga. <laughs>
0: So everybody is aware. It's like a big honk and needle, and like the string is also like really thick. Like a leather strip. (laughs) To accommodate his meaty trendosan hands. Skoga looks at the needle and
4: he's like, Oh, hey, check that out. You really do have like a way with the force. That's pretty cool. Can you teach me that one?
3: Of course, Skoga, of course. You've gotta speak the same language Mm -hmm. as the needle and thread. I
4: see, I see. Can
3: you hear them, Mm -hmm. Skoga? Needle.
4: Thread, lead me, lead me.
0: And he opens his eyes and he sees that the needle is still pointing in the same way. He's like,
4: I've done it. I've done it. It is pointing in the way that we need to go. I think I got the hang of that pretty quick.
3: Tell you what, Skoga, you hold on to the needle and you can lead us with your belief. I will do it. So he hands the thread to Skoga so he can hold it out in front of him. And then Damien starts using the force again to point it in the direction that he needs to go.
1: All right. It is still in that south, southerly way. All right. I will lead us onward. Follow me, everybody.
0: And Skoga very proudly holds up the needle in front of him and walks along.
3: And the whole time, Damien just uses the needle to, like, continually pointing along the path that he sees vividly.
1: <laughs> okay. You trek for some time, Dressoquake's farm, dipping out of sight as you go along. You go through one of these gray pine forests, walking through sparse woodland for a while, and then come out again on the other side in a rocky plain, a series of cliffs and canyons before you that seem to then, as you look out, it looks like the surface of a giant salt flat cracks and whatnot running along, but these cracks are actually enormous canyons that can fit you and beasts much larger than you.
3: Like the Mjolnil.
1: Or like a Bantha. Remember that. Or two Banthas side by side.
3: (laughs) Or like a sand demon. Oh my (laughs) god. (laughs) Demon! That's what
2: Damien's going to freaking bring in here is a sand demon. (laughs) Anyways, as they're walking along, Gordax is going to observe his surroundings, does any of this salt seem palatable?
1: Oh, no, it it isn't salt. It just looks like it has the appearance of a salt flat, you know, like that cracked earth type thing. It's it's just cocaine
0: that's clumped together like salt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, never
2: mind then. So, Damien, is it? Yes, Um, forgive me. I know we're still kind of getting to know each other here, but you do seem to be... Pretty knowledgeable in ways of the Force. That Dresso figure there, although I did very much understand his analogy with the egg yolk and everything, maybe you could explain to me your understanding of why and how you are still here if you have indeed been dead for ten years.
3: Uh, yeah, I have no idea. All I know is Ah. I remember going into battle against, uh, my brother you know, the others, and Isa was there, and Wes was somewhere around there, and Skoga was having his bits chopped off, and then I woke up here, and came over to the ship, and, uh, that's all I know. So, yep, I got nothing. Although, now that he told me I'm dead, and I kinda get it, I do feel different. But, uh, yeah, I mean, now that he, you know, brought it to my attention, and I know that Skoga's not just playing a mean prank, I feel different. That's all I can say. I don't feel the same. Well, you are dead.
2: Now, now, Wences. No need to make the poor lad feel worse about his circumstances. But I do sincerely apologize for any confusion you may have. I can imagine if I were in your shoes, a once powerful force user, figuring out I'm dead and still having control over this mystical force. Well, rather, rather shocking. Uh, it's still rather shocking for me, I do say, and I'm not quite keen to find out what trials all of us have brought here, but so far so good I don't think we've run into anything quite yet. and then he does a quick look around to make sure everyone's still there.
1: <laughs> yeah are you are you all just walking toward the canyons? Have you reached the canyons? Have you gone down into the canyons?
3: We've reached the canyons, but I don't think we're going down yet. Does the strand lead downward?
1: Yeah, there's a pretty open pathway down here. And the bottom you can see and maybe estimate that at the bottom of this path, the cliff walls are probably between one and 200 feet tall.
3: So, Skogo, what do you see down there? A trap or just a fun little jaunt through a canyon? Well, as
4: much as I would love for it to be a fun little jaunt where we can talk and catch up on things, I'm going to guess, by the way, Dresser Quake said that we brought some, like, trials with us that there's probably going to be some sort of danger in there. So, everybody, stay alert and stay hydrated. But not too hydrated. I don't want anybody having to go to the bathroom in the middle of a fight.
3: You know, if I'm dead, I wonder if I need to stay hydrated. I mean, I don't feel thirsty or hungry. Then you're probably
4: good. Gordax, Wes, you guys are feeling up to snuff? Enough water, enough food? Ha!
3: Always.
5: Well, I think we are on some strange force plane of existence. Uh, so I'm not actually positive we need it either. However, I am keeping hydrated. And he just kind of shakes a canteen.
0: Good, good. All right, then. Let's head out. And Skoga leads everybody down into the canyon.
1: As you do so, these slot canyons start to widen and narrow. And as you pick your way along, going down different crevices and passageways and rocky corridors, sometimes the ceiling closes off as these two cliff faces collide above you and sometimes you can see the open air and the night sky or the strange twilight glow that permeates this entire planet it would seem as you are going along you come to a rather large clearing in this rock where it seems that bits and pieces of the cliff sides have been shorn away the opening up top is much smaller than the area in which you stand And it looks like there are some smaller tunnels, even, that go down. Not big enough for any of you to go into, but smaller creatures. If anything, this looks like some sort of nest or entrance to a nest. I wish you knew what kind of animals on Mona nested.
0: Probably the ones that'll,
5: like, bite your face off. That's a good bet. I think you're probably right to assume that. So Wes turns to everyone and says, not entirely positive about this, but this does look like a nest, and I'm going to guess that whatever is nesting here probably could kill us. So it might be best if we just try to push on and get through it as fast as possible.
0: Ryan, can I try to ascertain what kind of creatures might live on Mona?
1: Yeah, let's do a xenology knowledge skill. Check. That will be three difficulty. All right. Let's roll one... Threat? One threat. As you are kneeling down, looking about, you actually do find some little tracks. They look like tiny imprints from little stock legs. That's all Skoga can tell, honestly. Okay, okay.
0: Since I got a threat on that one, this is what Skoga says. All right,
1: guys.
4: Judging by the tracks, these things have pretty small legs. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's either a stork or a crane.
5: Wes looks over to Skogen. and says, If I'm not wrong, I thought storks and cranes had rather large feet and very thin legs. Wouldn't
4: they have No, but, on- but you forget we are in space, right? These, these are like alien storks and alien cranes, okay? They could have <laughs> little feet too. <laughs> You're quite clearly on the surface of a planet, Whatever. Wes, I don't know what lives here, all right? But it doesn't look like it's super big. But there could be, I don't know, like a lot of them. I'm not sure. Everybody keep your weapons out and stay ready.
3: What if these are just the babies, Skoga?
4: You know what? Look, a wise man once said, we won't know until we go directly into the middle of the nest. So... I say we go right into the middle, and we can find out and put this whole matter to bed.
3: Well, the needle is pointing toward the nest, so we might as well. Direct.
2: Always your style, Skoga.
0: Let's do this. Skoga starts walking forward towards what he presumes is the nest.
1: All right. As everyone moves into the center of this nest-like structure, you do see now that the walls are pitted. But they are not little indentations, they are tiny shoots, little alcoves that go off. Just the entire wall is covered with them. And it isn't long before you start to hear a little clicking, clacking of spikes upon stone. Ryan, will you allow
0: it if I flip a destiny point and say Skoga pulls out his expanding insulation foam from his backpack and starts filling all the holes? <laughs> You're
1: gonna need a lot of expanding insulation foam, but you can sure try.
0: Yeah, it does. You just, you just spray it on. He's got like the whole backpack and everything, you know. You <laughs> just... Pss, pss, pss. <laughs>
5: So he pulls a backpack out of his backpack? Yeah.
0: He pulls a backpack out of his backpack <laughs> and a little spray gun. And he looks up the hose and he just sprays the exp- No, okay, okay, this bit has gone on long enough. No, I don't know. Skoga's going to tie the needle, uh, like, to his belt or something. Um, So it's not, like, getting in the way. And he's just gonna... He's gonna keep going, but he's gonna be on his guard.
1: Oh, the force needle. For a second I was like, what needle? But Damien's stupid compass thing.
3: (laughs) Yeah, the stupid
0: compass needle. That one. that Skoga has been holding in front of himself like an idiot for the past 20 minutes.
3: Skoga needed to feel like he, you know, was the one leading the path.
1: As you go to move that needle to your belt, you notice that it is... Just going back and forth, kind of spinning one way and then stopping and going another as if it can't find its center. Or rather, if you are at its center.
3: I think we're in the middle of something big. So, weapons? So Damien takes out his lightsabers and doesn't quite ignite them yet. You have a very
4: unique bond with the Force. How about you conjure some flames and you burn anything that comes out of the walls?
3: Conjure some... All right,
4: do not take that tone with me. I have seen people (laughs) conjure lightning. You are telling me that it's such a stretch (laughs) to be able to conjure flames using the Force... That's a load of bullcrap.
2: Now, I I think I've heard this one, actually. I I, I read something in that um, Raiders and Rancor's book of yours, Skoga, called, oh, what was it? Uh, uh, Trandoshan Warlock. Yes, they, they can, can conjure, conjure flame. They can if conjure only I were a warlock.
3: <clears throat> Wouldn't you rather I just use lightning? I mean, it's hotter and more powerful than fire. Okay, so what you're telling
4: me is that Flames are a no-go, but lightning, which requires even more juice, is fine. All right, use the lightning, I guess. Let's zap these suckers. Uh, Does anybody have like a dog whistle or something to draw them out? I'm kind of getting sick of waiting for these things. Either they're going to come kill us or they're not. Dresso, Dresso, quake, you told us there were going to be trials. Is this one of the trials? Come on, Dresso, ring the gong and summon them.
2: (laughs) Gordax fires a couple of blaster bolts into the... Empty darkness with reckless abandon.
3: (laughs) Damien then ignites both of his lightsabers, which are both a pale blue.
2: Wes has had his
5: gun out for like the last 10 minutes, so he does nothing because he's not randomly shooting into any areas.
0: This is what we're going to do. Okay. Damien, you put your hand behind your head with one of your lightsabers and Skogo will put his hand behind his head with his
1: sword and we'll see if they swap places.
3: Okay, so we try it. Does it work?
1: As you try to do some dumb gimmick with the force, you are unsuccessful as you are interrupted in your pitiful attempt by a massive screeching roar that echoes throughout these canyons. And then you hear the clattering of feet, huge legs coming down the canyon where you came from toward the nest. These enormous spear-like limbs clacking and breaking the stone beneath it as this massive creature comes into the nest, covered in a sickly, shining carapace, two eyes extended on stalks from its head where a maw of Hundreds of sharp teeth drip spittle, and as it looks at you all, it screeches again, going up on its hind legs, and then slamming down
3: on the rock. Damien looks up at the monster, recognizing it immediately, and says, It's a sand demon, and you cannot help but see the smile on his face.